Welcome to Conversations. And now, from Los Angeles, here's your host, Mike Dowler. From Los Angeles, I'm Mike Dowler, and this is Conversations Radio. Thank you for tuning in tonight live. On Instagram, we're at Conversations Radio. On Twitter, we're at Converse Radio. Like the shoe without the E at Converse Radio. And again, on Facebook, yes, people still use Facebook. It's Conversations, the podcast. Drop us a line, conversationspod at gmail.com. And you are, I'm getting a lot of great email from folks. Thank you for your loyalty and thanks for listening. You guys are too kind. And more great shows on the way. A great show tonight. Tonight's guest will be Sarah Withers. She's the quote unquote screen queen from the movie Nightmare Cinema. We'll talk to her in a second. I want to thank our guest from episode 54 about two weeks ago. The lovely Erin Reese joined us from Florida. She's a singer. She's an actress, primarily known for her work in Chicken Girls. She's also an accomplished dancer, too. Music O'Plenty. Check out her uh, information on our website as well as IMDb and find her music everywhere online. She really is the real deal. And again, thanks again for the co-hosting by the one and the only Abby Donnelly. Check her out on Malibu Rescue and episodes of Just Add Magic. A great night here in SoCal. Things finally cooling down. I'm glad you guys are with us. Hey, don't forget that all of our podcasts are on iTunes on Apple Podcasts. So you can go to the Apple uh, iTunes store, search Conversations Radio. You'll find all of them there. We're also on Podbean, which is conversationsradio.podbean.com. That's for you Android users. We're not trying to disenfranchise you. Don't worry. You can listen there as well. And of course, on our website too. Hey, great show tonight, and again, Sarah Withers is with us. Our co-host, he's back pretty quickly. I'm a little suspicious, but I digress. Uh, Joey Vieira. Joey Vieira is an actor currently residing in Queensland, Brisbane, uh, Australia. That's the Gold Coast. He is known for his roles uh, on many things, uh, San Andreas, other shows. Of course, he's now on ABC's Reef Break. He plays uh, Detective Tolan. And you may see him right now as well. Uh, he plays Diego's father, Uncle Nico, Tio Nico, on the new Dora movie, which is um, Dora and the Lost City of Gold. That's in theaters now, and it's doing very well, actually. He uh, is a California boy at heart, born in San Mateo, grew up in Livingston, came down south, went to college, got a degree, and things started happening, and he's done it all. And I think I've done a very good job of introing them. I want to say hi to tonight's co-host, Joey Vieira. Joey, how are you? Good afternoon. Uh, I am doing well. And you're coming to <laughs> us from the future. Right here in from Australia? The fu- from the future as well. I I am, yeah. It, it is uh, September 12th, uh, 2019. It is the afternoon. I've just finished my lunch. I'm having a, a, a great little flat white, which is what we call, I guess, our, sort of like a latte. Um, here in Australia, Starbucks. Uh, Starbucks um, sells those. My wife orders those all the time. Starbucks. Yes. Oh, they do. Oh, great. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. You know what's funny is um, Australia. We're such. And I'm, I'm saying we because I've turned into one too. We're <laughs> coffee snobs here. Really. We're such coffee snobs that yeah. So there aren't a lot of Starbucks co- coffee places here. 
<laughs> so what, what, what's the, what's the because, big uh, what's the big chain there for coffee? You know, there's a there's a hand there's uh there's probably two or three uh ones uh, ones called coffee house or something like that, but but those aren't the ones that are that are, that are talked about. The ones that are talked about are all the local ones. So most, you know, cool hip towns have like a handful of just, you know, their own roasted coffee beans coming from these little local areas. And those end up being like the hot spots to go to. So like when you go to Melbourne, there'll be a, a large variety of ones to go to. Um, Sydney's the same way. And, and, and so is Brisbane and the Gold Coast. So coffee is sort of a big thing, but it's more of, um, you know, it, it's, it's more boutique that, that, that we're right, all after right. as opposed to the, the commercial and the small ones are really the better ones. You want to support the small ones, and they're more cozy, and they may have music, and they've got sofas. I know here that most of the Starbucks got rid of all their couches because folks would sit there all day and, and you know, fall asleep, and I mean, you know, and, and it's a whole thing. So now it's become very much like a like a a, a classroom, so to speak. That's but, right with with all the computers. Like people are in there yeah. with their laptops, and they bec- becomes their office space. And really, you know, Starbucks basically replaced the cyber cafe when you think about it you know yeah are they 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 should be charging per table well i agree and it's funny because i I worked for a guy years ago god rest his soul this is about about maybe maybe 15 years ago and he said i don't know how that's how he talked i don't know how a company that charges five dollars for a cup of coffee is going to (laughs) last and here you go today you know they're they're everywhere so little did he know yeah he didn't know exactly but anyway, uh, this is not coffee talk, but I'm glad to have you here. Of course, you've got stuff hanging everywhere right now. The Dora movie's out, still in theaters. I walked by the theater on Universal today, and it's still there playing. So it's in theaters here. It hits Australia and Mexico um, next weekend. Wow. Um, so is there... And, and then I... Th- it hits Brazil, I think um, the director said it was hitting Brazil in November. So, yes, it's pretty spread out as far as the release dates in different countries. So are you guys doing a red carpet there in Australia? Well, they, they had a screening here um, two weeks ago, which we did. And then this past weekend, they had it in Mexico City. Uh, the Mexico City one, it, it, only a handful of us are, are going to them. But uh, it was a, a pretty big red carpet event in, in Mexico to really just celebrate you know, the fact that they've got, you know, Dora represents the, the Latino culture, the Mexican culture. Sure. Uh, and they really made a, a pretty big deal about it, which was great to see. So you had um, Eugenio, um, Isabella, and um, James uh, Bob and the director were there. Isabella's busy, too. She's in everything. I mean, really, really she, busy. Yeah, she is. And again, the, the, <laughs> yeah, the, new, is. the new movie, of course, Dora, a, a little older now, a little more mature. The film really, uh, it's it's family friendly for everybody to go see. The the, yeah. re- the reviews have been good and the turnout's been good. Box is okay as well. I mean, it's hung in there and uh, yeah, we're we, we're what almost at a hundred, uh, almost at a hundred mil. So that, I think that's going to happen probably. That'll probably happen in the next week. It's funny because um, week and a half. I had texted you and I said the first week that it beat out uh, Tarantino's film, which was <laughs> you know <sighs> that week. And that's like, yeah, yeah. And I really like Tarantino's new film, Once Upon a Time, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Um, that was a really good movie, by the way. I haven't seen yeah, it yet. I've got to go see it. Not kid friendly. No, no, God, no, no. I wouldn't think so. You know, <laughs> that's um, that's a very dark time. And I'm sure that 
the, the way it's explained to me is just kind of the way the the the, the time period and and the casting is fantastic. By the way, on that, it's going to be just amazing. Yeah. Brief break. Uh, our last episode is um, this Friday. Does it air a brief break? So does that air in Australia too? It it doesn't. No, it it'll hit Australia next year. Um, for right now, it's just hitting uh, Americas, so it's hitting um, Canada and um, the USA. I think it'll do well there because people will recognize it. They'll, they'll identify with, you know, hey, this is Australia. Wait a second. You know, they'll, they'll... – well, Yeah, well, not only that, you know, Mike, they, they've got um, – I mean, honestly, like a lot of – which in America they probably wouldn't know, but a lot of the actors in it are pretty well-known, yeah. you know, established. You know, they're A-listers um, that are in this TV series. Um, so in Australia, when it hits, yeah, everyone's going to be glued to their TV watching it. It's such a great show, great fun, action packed, you know, um, Poppy Montgomery is, is, you know, she's funny cause she's, this, you know, she's in a role that she, she kind of, you know, it's sort of the thing that she could never do in real yeah. life. <laughs> well, they're going to, they're, they're, you know, they're, they're going to see it and then say, look, uncle Nico's in this. <laughs> you exactly. Know? So, exactly. Yeah. So Joey Vieira, omnipresent. And of course you're auditioning now for stuff. I know you had casting meetings all week, so you're doing the thing out there. I mean, that's, that's what actors do. Yeah. Um, yeah. Another one today. It's just been, um, and it's all over from, you know, from here to, to Sydney, to Melbourne, uh, to, you know, South Australia, to New Zealand. So there's a variety of programs, you know, all from Netflix, Disney, Marvel, um, you know, Warner Brothers uh, and also local local um, studios, local Australian studios. But, yeah, there's a lot of American work coming here, which is great for me. Well, yeah, and the family. And I'm happy for you. Um, that's good. You Thank know? you. It's, Thank uh, you. There, it's, it's, it's always good when you can, um, you know, make it work. And, um, I mean, obviously you remember the first time you, you, you auditioned and they said no. And it's kind of crushing, I'm sure. But um, they said yes to many more and you've – You've done it, and now you're making a name, and now that's a good thing. So, touche. Yeah. Thank you. Our guest tonight, again, knows that struggle as well. She's a NorCal gal. She's an actress, primarily known for, uh, well, two things, really. Play by Play, which is a show on uh, a network called G90. She's on many episodes of that. She's also in uh, the new movie opposite uh, Mickey Rourke, which is Nightmare Cinema. Are you a horror fan at all? I, I am. I am. Okay. I can tell you that much. I surely am. So hold that thought. I want to bring in our guest tonight. Again, actress. She is um, in L.A. right now, but she's from Santa Rosa, the Sonoma, Sonoma County, the wine country. And um, glad to have her on here. She has um, got the label as screen queen. I'm not sure how you get that. If it's a, if it's a, if it's a, if it's a course <laughs> or you've got to be like appointed by a, you know, by a, by a board or what. But uh, she found her screen. And uh, just a wonderful actress, and um, yeah, things are happening for her. I want to say hi to Sarah Withers. Sarah, how are you? Oh, I'm so good. How are you doing? Doing well, and you're here in Los Angeles, which is nice. So you're probably enjoying the cool down. Yeah, I am. Today, actually, it was very sunny, but it wasn't just boiling hot. So it was. I actually got out with my friend today, and we played a little tennis, and it wasn't overwhelming. So woohoo! Yeah, exactly. <laughs> And again, you're from Northern California, so you're used to the cool weather. Sonoma County. Sonoma gets kicking it warm. I understand that. But uh, again, uh, the climate there, so much different in the Bay Area as opposed to it is down here south. So true. Yeah. So true. Yeah, I remember 
being in high school and having to go to school with a heavy jacket on, you know, wearing sometimes two layers like leggings and a pair of pants as well. And then just by <laughs> afternoon, you would be so hot and you'd have all of these extra layers that you'd have to carry around along with your backpack. I don't have that problem here anymore. No, you, you don't. just yeah. walk outside. Mm-hmm. Good, yeah. yeah. And we, we, we do get rain every <laughs> now and then, but primarily, primarily the weather here is pretty, pretty damn nice, you got to say. And, and I, I know that, um, Joey, you'll agree with that as well. Oh. <laughs> you know, what's, what's funny is um, when, you, when, when I think San Francisco especially, like um, – you know, or even Half Moon Bay, where, where I was was spent part of my first two years of my life, which I don't remember too much, but I went there a lot. It's mm-hmm. when it's cold, it is it is freezing yeah. <laughs> up there. Mm-hmm. And now it's the opposite here. Now it's the opposite where you know those 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 coats that I would wear, they never get pulled out in in <laughs> Queensland. It's so warm year round. Yeah. Right. My early recollections of the yeah. Bay Area. I I grew up in San Francisco. I mean, right in the city, and up there, fireworks are legal, uh, safe and sane fireworks. And Fourth of July was always a drag. It was always cold and foggy, and you tried to light like sparklers, they wouldn't light because it was just so cold and windy. You know, you had to put your fireworks in a coffee can for them to light because the, the cold wouldn't, you know, they wouldn't light, which is miserable. Same thing with like like Halloween. You wear you, you get these great costumes, you have to wear a jacket over because you were just too cold. That was um, yeah, yeah, exactly. It was a tragedy. Yeah, I mean, so, yeah. You again, you know, <laughs> you know this. I mean, and it's certainly, um, it's it's like that a lot in San Francisco. But it's, I, I'm not taking it away. It's an amazing place. The Bay Area is wonderful. Um, I just got tired of the fog. That's why I came to Southern California. That was my. my I understand reason. because, yeah. like, it, it can have a, a very big impact on you emotionally but i mean at least you know we don't have to do minnesota weather or wisconsin or chicago i'm i'm i will take a little fog over bone chilling you know blizzards and such oh it's it's beautiful i'm I'm with yeah i'm with you sarah (laughs) (laughs) californians we, we whinge about you know rain wind yeah yeah we're so spoiled <laughs> totally spoiled we are it's um it's, it's paradise here it really is please come people you're yeah. more than welcome and you know it's funny you mentioned you know, about about having that you know having having the doldrums when it's really foggy i've been to seattle like tons of times you know seattle it always rains and i love it the vibe there is just it's a mate have you been I have actually. So my you know. my oldest brother was a really talented runner, and so he would race up at. Um, I guess it was University of Seattle. <laughs> I I sort of forget now, but we would, uh, yeah, we'd go up there, and it was just like I think maybe the city just has embraced the weather so much that yeah. it just has such a vibe to it, and it just you don't feel as cold there, even though. But I mean, granted, you know, I wasn't spending a few years living there uh it might have been a little bit different but but i do like a little bit of of cloudiness every once in a while and like it's just like a chance to sort of breathe uh slow down maybe a little bit and it was really beautiful and nice having the rain that we had in southern california this you know past spring winter a lot of yeah and i will i I will say this the san francisco dampness and the fog and whatnot does add to the vibe because I think San Francisco at night comes alive. I mean, to ride a cable car um, when the sun goes down on a foggy night, 
through San Francisco is just, oh, it's, it's an amazing, amazing thing. And I rediscovered it about oh, a few years back. And yeah, it's, it's a blast. We did a, uh, we did a Bay cruise actually. Um, it's funny when you move away, you, you come back and do all the touristy stuff. You know, we did, we did, we did a, a nighttime Bay cruise to Alcatraz um, where this boat actually went underneath the Golden Gate Bridge and it was all this it was really neat. Um, but uh, yeah, it was, it's, it's a blast. And you're going back and forth between L.A. and the Bay Area, so you get the best of both worlds, which is pretty cool. And Joey, the same for you. Um, Australia and California, a little extreme compared to L.A. <laughs> and the Bay Area, but but still, you know. Now, Sarah, Sarah, do you drive or do you fly? And when you drive, do you take the five to the ninety-nine or the five to the one? <laughs> well. I actually am pretty spoiled because in Santa Rosa, we actually have our own airport. It's really, really small. Alaska Airlines flies in there. And so I just typically, I typically, I fly. Like I've only driven, like I've lived in LA now for five years. And I've only driven down once uh, from NorCal to, to, to LA when I was a, freshman at USC and moving in and so we packed all of my stuff into my car and drove down and then my mom drove the car back up but ever since then I've always flown I my parents are too nervous for me to drive and I mean you know it's like seven eight ish hours and I'm a good driver but they worry so I can just fly into Santa Rosa and I'll be home in just a few minutes It's, it's wonderful that's great it no that's that's the smarter way to go um because I, I was I was driving to my parents' house, which is in the Central Valley, so that's that's a five-hour drive, and I was mm. at first, you know, it was it, you know it was it was easy because I, I just loved you know I wanted to get to wherever I was going, so it wasn't it just didn't feel like it was five hours. After a while, it's like oh my god, that trip! I don't want to do it. <laughs> um, right. Because it's a it can it can be a long. There's some things to see, but most of the time it's it's you know it's it's just flat and. There's nothing going on, so you just got to stay focused on something to stay awake and, you know, and 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 enjoy the five hours. Listening to an amazing podcast like Conversations Radio. Oh, you're, you're <laughs> too kind. Like, I mean, having a good podcast. Mm. Yeah. No, you're Definitely. you're right, Sarah. I, I completely agree with you. Um, I, I have I find myself now even on my thirty minute drives, um, instead of listening to the radio, uh, popping on podcasts. Um, just cause I just, I want to get, you know, I don't want to hear the, the, the repetitive news, especially the political sure. one that you're always yeah. hearing. I, I want to go into something cool and new about business or the industry or about, you know, being positive or taking care of the environment, something. Um, right. and I, I, you get all that from podcasts, which is great. And again, podcasting mm-hmm. is still a, it's yeah. still a, it's still a culture. It's still grassroots. And to me it's art, but, uh, majority of folks, as you mentioned, Joey, listen on the go when they're driving in the car or on their, their, their iPhone or what have you. That's where most of it is. They're not sitting in the living room, you know, drinking wine and listening to podcasts. They're, they're, it's an on the go thing. So they may, hear, yeah. they may, they may hear bits and pieces here and there. They may listen to a whole podcast, but um, our numbers are certainly up and podcasting as a rule um, worldwide is just, is, is exploding. Um, and it's, a lot of folks are making money at it. I'm not, but <laughs> a lot of folks are, 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 are just being, tr- being true to the art. And um, it's, it's an amazing thing. And again, to have the opportunity to talk to such wonderful folks and, and, and share 
you know, stories and knowledge and, and whatnot is, is, is a blessing. And I thank you guys. With that, with that being said, let me just dive right in here. Sarah, you are from the Bay Area. Now, were you born in Santa Rosa? I was, yeah, born in Maine. So there's a hospital there, obviously. And people are actually born. Memorial. In, yeah, and they're born in <laughs> Santa Rosa. So that's, that's good to know. And you started acting about eight. Your early influences, I want to say, did I read Hillary Duff? You did. <laughs> wow. I love, I love, love, love. Uh, Hilary Duff and I was a huge fan of I was just a big Disney Channel fan in general like I, I especially at that time it was my dream to be on Disney Channel um, and I was a huge fan of uh, Raven Simone and Lizzie McGuire and I was just I thought to myself hey I want to try and be like them uh, and then I, I talked to my mom about it and literally like within five minutes she she got the newspaper and we were looking at ads, it's so funny. It sounds so foreign. I would never even imagine going to a newspaper to look up acting classes. But um, the American Conservatory Theater in San Francisco uh, was advertising acting classes, and so I started my journey there and was acting there for a number of years until high school, and then I was acting all throughout high school because I went to um, uh, what we didn't call ourselves a magnet school, but it essentially was. Um, and you could basically major um, like you would in college in drama or film or dance. So of course I did drama. So yeah, and then I just kept at it. So, but Lizzie McGuire started it all. <laughs> um, a, I will say this, ACT, um, if you're going to take any kind of courses in theater or whatnot in the Bay Area, that is, that is it. That is the last house in the block mm-hmm. because it is an amazing program. It's been around for years, okay? I grew up in the Bay Area, and ACT was a thing back then. It was huge. And so many well-known mm-hmm. performers and entertainers got their start there. And I'm glad to hear you're an alumni of that program. And I hope you still, um, if you get a chance at some point in your life, go back and maybe teach a class or, or help out because it really is an amazing program. And, and then what, what did you – what did you do over at, um, at US, What did you study at USC, Sarah? I studied acting as well at USC. So I was in the Bachelor of Fine Arts Theater Acting Program, um, and okay. then about halfway through my time there, I I switched to the Bachelor of Arts Program because it essentially allowed a lot more freedom in your schedule, and it was a goal of mine to be working uh, professionally in TV and film before. I graduated and I was lucky enough to have been able to do that. So it was, it was a smart, it was, it was a good move. Uh, it worked out because when you're in the BFA program, it's really a lot more rigid in terms of um, your course requirements and uh, rehearsal requirements. And of course, you're not allowed to miss any of it. So if you're filming or auditioning, it's a big no, no. So I was able to, um, yeah, I was able to get the best of both worlds. So I'm very grateful for that. And you went straight into the dorms, or did you got just live around the area? Uh, yeah, my first year I lived on campus, um, and I lived in a very new dorm. And oh my god, I can't even remember what it's called. Uh, <laughs> hmm, <what? laughs> I, maybe I just blocked it out of my memory because I was actually super unhappy my first year. Uh, it was just like there. I think a lot of people struggle in college. Uh, with 
with their their happiness. Um, and I think a big part of it was because my dorm was pretty isolated. It was it was difficult to meet people because yeah. there, we lived in these suites. So it was kind of basically like apartments. And um, I wasn't involved in Greek life. I just had my small like conservatory style acting classes. And those were like the only people I really saw. Um, so it took about a year for me to adjust to actually having a bunch of freedom to sort of like figuring out how to, uh, <laughs> yeah, just to take care of myself. And so after about a year, things started to turn around a lot. But uh, I only lived on campus the first year. And then for my sophomore year through senior, I lived just off campus a few blocks. So it was, it was very close. And, you know, what's really cool here yeah. is, oh, is she kind of told your story there because yours is very similar. But let me let me preface that with you don't need to go to college to be an actor, obviously. I don't think it's a requirement. But it certainly helps for other areas of entertainment. Like for you, Joey, you did a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff at first. So I think, I've think i got to think that yeah. that, that degree kind of helped you in, in open doors in those behind-the-scene areas. Yeah, it, it, it did. It, well, it, you know, you really get an understanding of um... – all the different aspects of the, the film and television world. Uh, Cause it's, it's, you know, look being an act, that's just one piece of the puzzle as an actor. And there's right. so many other pieces involved into, into creating a, a, you know, a TV show or, or a film or even a commercial um, and, and working behind the scenes and, and getting to understand that really gave me, I was able to respect those roles um, because I had my hands um, in them, um, which was great. So it just made me really appreciate those around me. Um, and then back to, you know, just being at a university, like I can relate, Sarah, with, you know, the first year was tough. I missed my family. I think that was the thing, like being away from family is what really, really, um, it was hard. It was just really hard. I just felt, I felt lonely for a while, like you're saying, and also not being part of, you know, a fraternity or a sorority. I, I wasn't part of a sorority either. Um, mm -hmm. it, 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 um, I was part of a, a theater culture and, you know, and I had rehearsals at night and I had to try and squeeze in, you know, trying to work a job. And like you're saying, you know, you, you, you when you're not allowed to audition, um, or actually, you know, go out and get work, it, it really limits what you can do. So it was nice that they had another program you could, um, you could transition to. And of course that being that said, Sarah, it's important to remember that Joey started playing football. And then kind of transitioned to ballet. So there's a whole story there too. <laughs> so, you know. Right. Yeah, I saw that. That's, that's <laughs> really, I mean, I, I think that a lot, I've heard this before and it makes a lot of sense. I heard that um, a lot of, you know, athletes or dancers who transition into acting actually have an easier time. Uh, and I think what I've heard is that it's very easy to take direction for one thing because you're used to, being told what to do and having a game plan um, in your sport or in your choreography. And I think that's in a lot of ways really beneficial. And I think a lot of people wouldn't expect somebody with an athletic background to, uh, you know, necessarily ex take that path and excel in it as much as you can. But um, it's obviously worked out so, so well for you. And I bet that your drive and ambition and uh, specificity even like with your body it has such a can impact your work so much because so much of acting is um, is very physical. And I think a lot of people don't realize that. No, no, you're 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 right. You're 100 percent correct. It's it's, um, you know, because especially well, you do this, you know, you, you we've got to look at um, when we're when we're playing a character. 
you know, not everyone walks the same, moves the same, and, and having to, uh, to adjust to w- whatever being they are and trying to create some sort of background to them, which means your your our positions are different as far as how we hold ourselves um right. and even our, yeah. and the IU also adjusting voice and stuff too um and, and voice patterns um there's just so much to play with and as an artist as an actor you you we really try and pick all those little things to work on so that we, we're not being just ourselves we're, we're being that character and i, I love when you mentioned mm-hmm. when you mentioned voiceovers because because sarah he worked on the simpsons i mean that's like you know that's <laughs> that's the gold standard, you know, to get a get a voiceover yeah. role on The Simpsons. That's pretty cool. So, it's, but yeah, I, I'm I'm physical, I'm physical in my voiceover work. Oh yeah, like I, I yeah, you you don't just stand there. You you really are moving around. But I, I guess you know, I guess because I've been doing it since I was a kid. As far as like you said, Sarah, you know, being in sport and everything, and I've been very physical my whole life. I mean, I, I currently still. And I just I took two years off, but I just got back back into CrossFit training, and it's because I like having someone telling me what to do, um, and I like to be as physical as possible. And I, I really do get my butt handed to me um, <laughs> in the hour that I'm in session. Joey, and I like it. You're in shape though, man. I mean, you know, you're pretty you're pretty buffed I, you're pretty buffed out. I mean, that's you know. I mean, I, I just feel like I got to got to take care of the vessel. That's right. Um, yeah, is how is how I see it. Exactly. So from ACT, the whole you got through the whole Hillary Duff thing and 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 the Disney thing, and ACT, that can be very very serious. Those are those are serious um, productions there. And what was your first uh, production there at ACT? Uh, I did a Christmas Carol, um, oh. which you know is actually it's very heartwarming. I uh, I was Belinda Cratchit. I was Tiny Tim's older sister. Um, and I actually got a little bit more stage time, a little more face time, because uh, I was strong enough to be able to hold him. Because there, Tiny Tim, he was probably like seven or eight, maybe, maybe he was like eight, but he looked a little bit younger. Um, and there is this scene where we're standing outside, and the snow is falling, and we are looking in to um, like to the some parlor or whatever. So we were just staying outside on stage. So I'm holding this little kid up and he's like, I don't know, maybe 70 pounds or 60 pounds. I now thinking back, I'm like, huh, would I really be able to hold 60 or 70 pounds? I'm probably exaggerating. But I remember being like, Oh my God, I had to hold this kid for like 10 minutes, but I really wanted to be on stage for that long. So I told, <laughs> I told them I could do it. So I was just like struggling there. But after a few nights, you know, we did like, you know, 30 something performances, I think it got a little easier, but did a little weight training (laughs) when I was 12 at the time. Yeah. When you get those opportunities, you don't want, you don't want to say no if you can, if you can help it. Mm -hmm. And and I I totally get that. But again, you, you did that part there. And again, iconic play for sure. At what point did uh, I mean? You obviously, did the, you did the USC thing, and you got your you got your diploma. Congrats on that! That's fantastic. That's just wonderful. And then a couple of gigs came along. Uh, of course, uh, uh, Nightmare Cinema, which is uh, out now. It's online. Are you a fan of horror as as a rule? Uh, I wasn't. I really wasn't. And then I started to. Well, for one thing, I really started to appreciate what goes into making a horror film so much more 
from from being in one and seeing how personal like how art artistic and and amazing the um it's not the visual effects that go in i mean afterwards that's amazing too but i forget what it's called um but basically the the people (laughs) that make like all the dead bodies and the guts and um like there was like a cast of like my head and stuff all these crazy things that were made and it was just so it was so beautiful in a, a gross kind of way um, <laughs> how these people made such realistic replicas of stuff that, you know, I didn't even know exactly what intestines would look like squeezed out of somebody's body. But, hey, I learned something new. It was it was really cool. And, um, yeah, it wasn't until sort of after that, that I started watching more horror films. And now I, I, I'm really not as scarred by them as I used to be because – when you start thinking about it from the standpoint of how they're making the film, it's you you get less emotionally involved, I think, sure. which is good for me because yeah. I need to have a little detachment. So again, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Nightmare Cinema again is it? It's a horror anthology. Now that's five stories, correct? Yes, and so there's there's five short films, five directors, and um, yeah, I'm the I'm the lead protagonist in mine, and. Uh, it's it's really it's a lot of fun and it's the first uh it's the first short in the film so yeah i'm staring at a photo of you on top of a body uh, yeah. covered in blood can you can you tell me about that that setting what is your emotion because <laughs> it looks yeah. gross. Well, that's funny <laughs> that's the, that's where the intestines come in Ooh. um so uh basically that's a uh, so okay I'm in the woods with my friends on a fun little vacay on the weekend. And lo and behold, we start getting chased down by this welder who, of course, is intent on burning everybody. But you don't really find out why until the end, of course. Um, But so (laughs) that was one of my friends uh, who unfortunately did not make it. And so I'm running and then I slip and fall on this, this corpse. And all his intestines are coming out, and I'm slipping and sliding, trying. So I'm running away from the welder, but I'm trying to get off of this thing. And uh, yeah, it was that was a really that was the first thing we shot. Actually, was me running and then falling onto this this body. Of course, just covered in tons of glycerin, um, so that it would be slippery and slimy, and it was just pretty nasty <laughs> let, let me stop you right there because i i, I want to say and pardon me if i'm wrong but there's some comedic value to this <laughs> yeah okay. there definitely is i didn't realize how funny the film is until you know until after I, I saw it i didn't really realize while we were filming how how great the jokes would be because it's really an homage to 80 slasher films and we see how it plays upon all of the tropes um, of course, I mean, you know, we're in the woods being chased, so uh, it's it's a lot of fun. I think if if you're especially if you're familiar with '80s slasher films, you're gonna get a good kick out of it. And it's highly acclaimed, uh, Joey. By the way, uh, folks love it. This is definitely gonna be a cult yeah, classic. No. Uh, I have to watch. Look, I I grew up watching, you know, the Friday the Thirteenth, um, the Nightmare, you know, the Nightmare on Elm Street. So you know, Jason. Um, I, I, it was funny. I used to like, I used to like getting scared uh, watching these projects. Um, and then 
yeah. older and then in LA we had a group of folks we would go every time especially you know in, in um, October we would go to the cinema and watch every single one that was coming out um, we loved we loved jumping in our seats and laughing at each other it was fun and the, my favorite ones yes. are of, of horror yes. movies I like the ones where like you think that okay everything's gonna calm down everything's fine and then something else happens it's like it's never quite yeah, over it's... you know what, like what's gonna happen next no. you know and then it becomes predictable at that point. But even that's funny. Even that's entertaining. So. Yeah. But what, at, what part, my, uh, at what part did you say to yourself, okay, this is just gross, Sarah? Uh, <laughs> I, mean, I never had, really had that. Like, wh- while we were filming it, it was always like, it was just fun. You know, I just like sort of <laughs> wiped off my, my hands and legs from all the nastiness of like rolling around on this dead body uh and you know like uh, i will say though that like something that was pretty nasty is you know i wore the same shirt and shorts for the whole shoot um and it was covered in blood and so what we had to do to make it look fresh was put glycerin on the shirt so that the the blood looked really fresh the whole time and it was just like constantly peeling this really slimy shirt off of my my stomach because that was where all the blood was it was just after five days and then of course like at night it got freezing and i just had this gnarly shirt stuck to me so (laughs) that was kind of gross when you auditioned for this did you have any idea what you were signing up for did they warn you in advance you know this is going to be very physically demanding you're going to get messy and gooey and whatnot did they tell you no no, 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 no. Which is, but you know what? I'm pretty easygoing. I, I don't mind that sort of thing. But they, they didn't really let me. I, I think even they didn't know how gory it would be until we were there. And the director is so funny. I love this guy, Alejandro. He's amazing. He did One of the Dead. He's a Cuban director. Um, he's awesome, and he's just love. Uh leaning into the jokes and really going for it. So I think he was even more enthusiastic about playing it up than uh, anyone on the crew really realized because he was like, yeah, let's do it. So all the blood would just splattered on me. And it was actually pretty tough for the makeup artist because um, I had so much blood on my face and they had to really replicate all of the same drips and like, Oh, this drip on your forehead is bigger. So we, you know, like, it was tough, but they did it. The lady who did uh, Chronicles of Narnia, uh, the makeup for them, did did my makeup. So she was so talented, and she did Walking Dead. Like she knew what she was doing, and it turned out really well. Continuity, yeah, kind of like you, Joy, when you're doing Reef Break. You know that that bead of sweat comes out of your cheek. <laughs> you gotta replicate that, that. You know it's gonna be the right diameter bead of sweat there because you're in you know obviously the Gold Coast, and yeah, folks sweat there. Does this all sound familiar to you, Joey? Because I mean, obviously, you know, you audition for stuff. And it's like, yeah, I got this gig, and it's like, wait a second, this is not what I signed on for. <laughs> but you just go with it. I mean, you look, yeah, you you go with it. Um, I, I guess you know, as when you're reading the script or the sides, you, you sort of have it. You know, you, you've got a visual of of you know what it's going to be like. Um, and you can and you imagine sort of what it's going to be like, but you never really know until you're actually in it. Um, 
and and like and like Sarah said, you know, sometimes you are you're wearing the same thing with the same you know gooiness on it for a week or two, uh, and it it smells. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, I'm, I'm a bit of a sweater, um, so I, I I you know I'm always like you know make sure I got some dry sweat pads on my in my shirt so, yeah. so it doesn't seep through. Um, no, I can't, you gotta oh, hand no. it. Yeah, you I can't imagine you to hair and makeup and wardrobe. I can't see you wearing sweatpants in Australia. I'm sorry. I just don't get that cold. Oh. But, you know. Uh, where did you guys, Sarah, where did you guys shoot uh, Nightmare Cinema? We shot it up near Thousand Oaks. Oh. Um, I forget what the uh, exact, it's like a little, uh, what do you even call it? I'm trying to think. It's really like this woodsy area. And they film a bunch of like car commercials there. There's a really cool cabin there. Um so it's, yeah, it was about, well, my call time was at, I think, seven uh, every morning. Bad, huh? But I was so paranoid about getting there on time that I left my house at probably like five. Um, and it took about an hour to get there, even with no traffic. Um, and, yeah, I would just get there really early because I was so afraid. Because, well, the partially, too, because in my callback, I almost completely missed it because my Uber driver uh was really an, an older guy uh didn't speak english and oh. i don't think he knew how to use the app very well we couldn't communicate <laughs> so i he took me in the opposite direction who knows what happened but i was like okay i got this so i called another uber i was late um really late to the audition because my you know they had like a two-hour session right. mine was at the beginning of the session and like i or maybe it was like an hour i i rephrase <laughs> and, and i didn't get there till 10 minutes after the entire session had ended and i had been calling my agent manager oh, they wow. were contacting them i got there and i was like i i, I was just meditating the whole time in the car sure. i was actually surprisingly really calm because i was like you know what this is so out of my control i would and not have been also, calm by the way i, I would have been like you know who the hello i am i'm, I'm sarah weathers damn it I just get me there <laughs> You know, <laughs> what do you mean you don't understand? What do you, don't, you can't understand me. Worked. You know, yeah. And again, for those out of the area, Thousand Oaks is in the Canelo Valley of Southern California, just north of LA. A lot of filming goes on uh, there, as well as Simi Valley, uh, on the other side, Ventura. But but Thousand Oaks, Newberry Park, it's all part of the Canelo Valley, just north of LA. But the long and the short of that is, is it's still a freeway, and um, probably the 101, and certainly. Those of you that live in SoCal or have been in SoCal know the know the 101. It's 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 crazy. It's nuts. So yeah, that's and it's seven in the morning. Oh yeah. I mean that's just yeah. That's that's it's not good. Well, uh, yeah, I, I did a project that was out. Um, I guess it was out towards. It was it was like on your way to Malibu, but okay. you had to go through. I'm assuming Thousand Oaks. So you just is it Cannon Dune? So probably or something a, like that. Went, went through like a Gagora Hills. Yeah. Is that, yeah, and yeah. then you just go out, and all of a sudden you you enter a driveway, and then you're in like a forest, and at the, the very bottom there's another massive house, and it's purposely built for for film shoots. Yeah, a lot of that, a lot of that. You know, all that stuff like Mash when Mash was filmed back in the day, that's all in Simi Valley. It's all up there. Um, a lot of areas uh, out here in Santa Clarita, we've got Vasquez Rocks, that's in Aqua Dulce again, Santa Clarita, um, just north of LA, still LA County, but it's its own entity. But um, Aqua Dulce, uh, Vasquez Rocks. I mean, oh, I, yes. a lot of stuff filmed there. I've been know? there. 
And then again, also as well, we've got the the, uh, the halfway house cafe. It it appears in everything. A mile from my house, great breakfasts, but a lot of filming get done there because it's got that old time diner look. And we've got uh, you know a lot of a lot of shooting this way. It's not all done in L.A. Sometimes you got to travel to, your, to where your location is, as um, Sarah has demonstrated. And sometimes it's not easy. But you you and, got and Sarah, you got there and you got the role. And uh, Joy, do you have something to say? Go ahead. Oh no, I was just going to say what 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 else what else is she working on? What's what's new? Um. Well, I actually found out yesterday that i booked another horror film uh so i'm really excited i know it's not that was it was so awesome um i i was asking my manager if i could talk about it but i think i might have to sign a deal first so but regardless it's gonna be awesome and i'm actually gonna be able to go back up to northern california to shoot this in two weeks so um we're i'm it's gonna be great because i'm gonna see my family afterwards we're filming um around you know probably somewhere around the sacramento area um so sacramento's you know not too far from sonoma county relative to here uh of course so it's it's gonna be a nice break get out of la for a little bit have some fun uh do a shoot so yeah the the scream queen continues <laughs> yeah, let's, let's go there and again yes. you've got a lot of experience from your work in nightmare cinema which you'll be able to uh use in this new film and we'll talk about play by play in just a second so i don't want to forget about that because that's a, a huge thing too but screen queen um how did that start i mean it just happened you know what's so funny is like one time my dad really scared me when i was in high school because i didn't know he was just like standing there i was so caught off guard and i screamed just like from my gut like it just very deep just blood curdling scream and my dad was like because obviously I've been acting at that point for a long time and he was like well he felt really bad he scared me so bad but he was like maybe maybe you'd be great in horror film uh and <laughs> who knows I mean I've never actually done like a blood curdling scream uh for one of these auditions but uh I gotta say I got some pipes and yeah. <laughs> uh, I can deliver. <laughs> I love it. And you certainly used it for a nightmare cinema. That's for sure. Um, I, think the oh, one, yeah. I, th- I think the one line is, uh, come and get me. And it's like, whoa, I'm not, I'm like, no, I'm not going to come and get you. I'm going to go the other way. Cause at that point you were you looked pretty aggressive. So congrats right. on the new, I the had new, an ax in my hand. You, an ax. Yeah. Well then, yeah. Even, I mean, I mean, even for a welder, I'd be a little nervous, you know, but uh, congrats <laughs> on that booking. Uh, for sure, and Thank again, you. you're getting a lot of stuff. Now, play-by-play play you did for Go90, and you did a lot of episodes of that, and you know our guest from next week, as a matter of fact, is going to be uh, Ellie Trowbridge. You guys work together on that show. Oh, my God. Ellie is amazing. I love her. She's adorable. She was uh, in play-by-play. Play, her her role was so great. She was like the girl next door. Um, she was the love interest of the lead, and um, I played... So basically it follows um, the story of this guy. Well, his name, his real name is Reed Miller. And I was the girlfriend of his older brother. And my part was, I was like this very emo deadpan blockbuster manager. It takes place in the (laughs) nineties. And we actually filmed in a real video rental store. That's 
that's still up and running wow. um, in Iowa. Yeah, wow. I flew out to Iowa for that shoot. Um, over the course of a couple months, we filmed two seasons, and I am so eager for that to come out. We Because Go90 went under, the show is um, trying to find a home on a streaming service right now, and it's just really, really, really well written. I was, I was so taken aback by how funny it is, and the acting's phenomenal. So I was like, when can I see this? Yeah. Um, but it was also such a fun role for me because I'm, I'm very bubbly. I'm pretty, you know, warm and approachable. I'd like to think so. Playing a character that was just didn't care whatsoever, super dry, super blunt and cold was so cool i loved it <laughs> so you weren't you weren't very nice in that role i wasn't like a bad person but it was definitely like super yeah it was kind of like it was basically get you know, your basically the light? it was get your, get your movie and get out yeah pick pick your video and then leave That's yeah. What you're doing. yeah so i get yeah. that well yeah. I've, I've seen clips and and again ellie's part is amazing a lot of smooching going on uh number one um, yeah, but uh, the, the the cast, the, the, I see a lot of synergy in the, in the performances. Um, everyone seems to kind of coexist really cool together and just situations and stuff. Um, there are, you know, um, like I said, there are some clips online you can check out for that, folks. That's play by play. And that's going to be, um, hopefully somebody will pick that up because that's, that's, that's cool. It's really cool. And, um, and yeah, you're, and it was you're, really cool to explore the Midwest. <laughs> yeah, and you're really cool. I mean, you you got your whole life ahead of you, Sarah, and you've done oh. so much, and you're booking stuff. And again, you know, acting, some will say not a conventional occupation. I'm sure, Joey, you probably went through that when you decided you were going to be an actor. There's some apprehension from the family. Uh, you know what? Uh, not from family, more from friends. Um, my family was pretty much on board, um, but only because they did, I think, cause they were naive. They didn't understand yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the uphill, the uphill battle, um, yeah. where my friends did and they were like, okay, no, what do you really want to do? <laughs> no, right. what do you want to do for money? <laughs> and, and, and Sarah, your, your parents were very, very supportive from the get go. Yeah. Yeah. They were, my parents were really amazing. And sometimes even when like I doubted myself, my parents were like, no, you got this. This is what you have wanted to do. And it was never from like a pushy standpoint. It was from the perspective of like, we believe in you. And because it's, it's always been my idea all along, always something I wanted to do. But like, like there have been a couple of times uh, throughout my career and like even in college too, or like I would just sort of like hit a low and like need to be reminded of like the joy because I think so freaking often in this business, people like, especially from the outside, see it, uh, they're very result oriented. And right, right. it's a, it's a tough part of being an actor is like, you're doing it for the joy of it. And of course, like you want to get that paycheck, but at the same time, it's like you remembering why you love this. It's like, that's what's important. And it takes the pressure off of you. And like, there are so many ways to make an acting career work where like you have, um, you have income coming in while you're pursuing this. And then eventually the two will merge where income comes from your work. But, you know, it's, uh, it's one of those things where I, I, it's hard when other people have a lot of opinions, but you, you know what you know, which is what you want to do. So that's all there is to it. 
baby. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's true, Sarah. I, I always say it's, um, I, well, I always say to other actors, like, are you enjoying the journey? Um, because mm-hmm. to me, that's what it's about. It's about enjoying the journey. It, it's not, you know, that to me, when I, when I get a, when, when I, you know, book a role that to me, is like winning the lottery, right? It, it, it's, it's right. great, but you gotta be, but you gotta play the game, but you gotta play the lottery in order to win. So are you enjoying playing the lottery? I enjoy, I enjoy right. the, the pursuit, you know, uh, the hustle. I enjoy it. Um, right. And I've, been, and I've enjoyed it for over, you know, over 20, um, over 25 years now. Um, and, and that's, it keeps me happy. It's, it's never really been about the, the dollar, like you're saying, you know, that, that eventually has come in, which is great, but it was never really about the dollar, um, or, you know, making money. It was just about, you know, I, I just, I enjoyed the journey and I, and I enjoy the, the, everything about the, the, the film and television industry and, t- and being able to tell story and, and get people to emote in some way. And being a part of a project. Well, you, um, and you look at like community theater and then short films and indie films and whatnot. And these people aren't making a lot of money doing this, you know. You know, it's but they're doing it because they, they they enjoy it. And they, they respect the craft, and that's. And I've always said it's so important to respect what you do um, in any entertainment, mm-hmm. you know, um, genre. And if you can make a living out of it, that's fantastic. And and hopefully you're thriving. It sounds like you're thriving. I mean, you're not waiting tables anywhere. So that's that's you know that's good and and it's certainly um, Joey you um, have been through that struggle so you know that uh, it, it it does take a while sometimes to uh, to to get to the point where you're sustaining yourself and um, it, it's it's sad that families look at it from a money standpoint like you no know, when are you gonna give this dream up and get a real job but it's what you want to do yeah. you know and you, you get you get that passion and it's full speed ahead so now you just gotta wait a little longer in it and in your case Sarah and for you as well Joey. You waited a little longer. You had faith, and and look what happened. It's phenomenal. And at this point, the sky's the limit. At this point. Oh well, thank you. Uh, sorry if you can hear my cat That's meowing. That's your kitty. <laughs> Outstanding. Yeah. I'm glad you're a cat. I, do I wasn't sure. Kitty. I wasn't sure if that was you screaming, Sarah. Honestly, I wouldn't be. What kind of lame scream is that? Now it's like a. It's like. You know, it's yeah. like, doesn't sound like a meow. It's like, what is this screech, my friend? Um, but I couldn't agree with you more, Mike. It's like wanting, like having a fulfilling life, a life where you wake up every day, like, excited to do what you want to do. It's, that's, I mean, who knows? Like, who, nobody knows. I mean, as morbid as it may sound, like nobody knows how long their life is going to be. Like, you right. want to have a life that, that excites you and, makes you so happy and if you're not happy like i think there's a way there's a way to make changes in order for you to be happy and so i mean there's all these logistical things that come into it like of course supporting yourself and and even at some point supporting a family but you just you know life is short life is really short so i i believe in following your passion now the fringe benefits of course um do you get spotted at all um, well, <laughs> this doesn't really count, but I was, uh, working at a restaurant and a girl asked if she, uh, if she'd seen me before, but it didn't really count because she worked on nightmare cinema. Oh. Um, so <laughs> yeah, I, she was like, you look familiar. And I was like, do you work in film? Blah, blah, blah. And we figured out she, uh, did like post-production on the film. So I was wow. like, okay, I won't count that as my first, uh, little sighting, 
But uh, for a second, I was like, oh, whoa. <laughs> no, but. It's nice to fade into the uh, background, maybe, though. Maybe in the horror community. Yeah. It's nice to fade into the background, <laughs> which is cool. And Joey, I know you get spotted yeah. all the time, too. Okay. So before we went on the air, uh, we were talking about uh, beer. And this is going to be our trivia question for tonight. Let's see. And this is going to be great because she's never heard of Foster's before. So I'm going to give you a give you a question about Foster's. You you weren't familiar with Foster's or where it's from. So I'm going to get um, Foster's beer. comes in a big blue can. Sometimes it's a green can. Sometimes it's in bottles. But the big oil cans, that's a big, big can of beer. Great beer. Is it from A, Canada, B, Britain, C, Australia, or D, Denmark? Where's Foster's beer from? Um... I, I kind of cheated. My answer doesn't count because when you when you asked me if I knew Foster's beer, oh, you searched, I looked it up. Look at you. So what what's your answer? I believe it's Australia. Well, yeah. Now that's that's correct. We would love to believe that, and I've been led to believe that it's not from Australia. Uh, it's just a bunch of hype. But Joey says that Foster's is from Australia. So Joey, please explain. Ooh. Well, what's, what's funny is, um, yeah, so it's originally from Australia. It looks like it's been purchased by another company, which is why it's no longer from Australia. But also, when it's being made, it's being made, um, you know, in a, in a, uh, a brewing um, factory that is closest to the country. So it would probably either get brewed in uh, Canada or in America for, for America, but for Australia, right. it'd get made here. Uh, but it's owned, by, um, it's owned by the same company that owns um, Heineken. Um, now, but okay. what's funny is, is this is, I think in the eighties and, and Foster's had a commercial, um, that went, um, and I think it was for the American market, but it went, um, Foster's Australian for being. Yes. That's about the same time that Paul Hogan did the, the shrimp on the Barbie thing and, and all that stuff. Yes. That, yeah. So with Paul Hogan, but yep. cause there are Australians I've talked to that say we don't drink, we don't drink Foster's. That's not, uh, that's not a beer, you know? So, but I'm, I'm hearing yeah. that. Yeah. But Cooper's is uh, is the one. Foster's is the is um, Sydney's beer, and then you've got Queensland's, you know, Brisbane's beer, and that's Four X. I heard of Four X. Four X is in a row. Okay, yeah. And Four X is is brewed here in Queensland, um, and then you've also got one for Victoria, and I don't is that Crown Lager? No, no. Uh, Victorian bitter, as it was called. Wow. Anyways, there's a beer for for them as well. So each state has them, and then of course, like they sponsor all the big rugby games and you know all, all the all the big you know sporting events here. You know your so each beer. state That's has good. like has their beer. You know your beer. Again, in, again in California, <laughs> and I'm not sure how much beer that that uh, Sierra consumes, but obviously a Sierra Nevada Pale Ale <laughs> is a huge thing. That's Aaron Chico, and in San Francisco, it's um, Anchor Steam. I mean, that's like the beer that's brewed there and still brewed in San Francisco. Wow. So, yeah. So I, I, I and, then, the and then Livingston. Livingston's all about the wine. You got Julio yes. Gallo. Gallo, yeah. And again, and again, Gallo. Yeah, okay. I'll go there. <laughs> again, and again, you're... Um, <laughs> no, it was a very good week. No, I mean, and then again... And Sarah, you're from Santa Rosa. Obviously, the harder wine country. So, certainly, you've had your, your experience of, you know, wine tasting and... Um, have you ever gone sideways? I don't know. I actually, oh, I've seen the movie. I actually haven't been wine tasting, which is uh, 
kind of ridiculous. I I just <laughs> haven't really had a, an opportunity. To be honest with you, I haven't spent that much time at home, um, especially since I turned 21. I'm 23 now. So in the last couple of years, I haven't really been able to do it, which is yeah. needs to change. And I hear a lot about the Malibu wine tours, uh, which which is awesome. But uh, I'm not I'm not a huge wine drinker. I have pretty bad acid reflux, so oh. I, I have GERD, so okay. I really, like, I can't do red wine. Um, my dad and my mom have GERD, basically, so, like, it runs in the family, but for whatever reason, I can drink uh, beer and, and white wine and rosé, yeah. and I, it doesn't feel great, but it actually is a little bit better, and I take, like, an acid reducer pill or Tom's just to like <laughs> keep and my I, stomach acid at bay, but I love red yeah. wine. I or like Merlots and Cabs. I like those. I find white wine to be very sweet for me. I don't know what it is, but I like the red wines. I'm just the opposite. That's just me. And again, uh, I but I enjoy a good glass of beer. There's no question. I mean, it's like I don't know how folks can go and buy a case of beer and drink it one night. I drink two and I'm full. So I mean, to 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 um, yeah. And we talked on the phone last night about the wine clubs. And I guess if, if if you live in an area where there's, where there's you know, wineries, um, most folks belong to a wine club. So you're getting boxes of wine shipped to your house every month. And, uh, <laughs> you know, you got to drink it. So, I mean, that's, that's the whole thing. So Yeah. But, or uh, it's great for gifts. Yeah, exactly. And Australia, too. Uh, Joey, you know this as well. Um, there are some good Australian wines there, too. So they're doing the whole thing there as well, too. Yeah, we, we just did a big wine tour um, in South Australia because we, we did a, a trip from Melbourne um, and then we went around the island of the Tasmania Island. Wow. Uh, and then came back into South Australia um, in Adelaide and did a, a wine tour through there and then and then back in Melbourne. Um, yeah, no, Australia is pretty, pretty well known for their wine and so is New Zealand. Um, they like to drink. Here <laughs> that's okay you know how you do uh responsible drinking obviously hey guys you know what we are we are well out of time we went over by about by quite a bit here this has um been a phenomenal hour um talking to uh you sarah and again joey thanks for coming back to co-host um a great show a lot of good information and uh where can they find you um online sarah because folks are gonna want to follow you because certain things are happening for you thank you um, you can find me on Instagram at Sarah E. Withers, Sarah with an H, Withers, like the horses, shoulders, um, <laughs> okay. and yeah, horses, shoulders, baby. Woo-hoo. For Joey, Reef Break on ABC and Dora and the Lost Temple of Gold. That's where you'll find him right now. More stuff on the way I know. For Sarah, check out Nightmare Cinema. It's online. You can download that. Also, check out a clips of Go 90s, play-by-play. It's online in clips. Hopefully, you'll get someone to pick that up because it's really good. And watch out for her new film, which is yet to be announced, but will shortly. And again, guys, Yay! thank you yeah. so much. Um, Sarah, thank you. And thank you so much for having me. <laughs> uh, Sarah, will you come on again for sure? Oh, I'd love to. Thank Great. you. Great. You got me tapping you for a coast as well because you've got a lot of knowledge. I'm... You're one to watch. Guys, thank, thank you, so, you much. so much. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Instagram at Conversations Radio. This is Conversations Radio. So long. <laughs>